0: Welcome to the very first episode of the My Wealth podcast with myself, Lea Pambewe. I'm excited to share some incredible insights on what's happening on the market today. And most importantly, I'll be hosting an incredible woman.
1: And we reached a point where when we started our entrepreneurship journey, we started with our own funds because we had the buffer in terms of cash and the assets that we had bought helped us At the time when our business really needed the cash and we didn't have the liquidity, we ended up selling our assets to make them more liquid so that we could inject in our business and grow. So when we injected those funds in our business to grow, we were able to have traction, show that we could acquire customers and show that our business could scale.
0: I'll be hosting an incredible woman, Chilufia Mutale Mwila, CEO and co founder, Premier Credit Zambia. So I'm excited to have Chilufia Mutale, CEO, Premier Credit Zambia, here with us on my wealth podcast. And she is a wealth of experience, if you ask me. Chilufia, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Leapa, for having me. Okay. Excited to be here. Excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Okay, so we'll jump right into it. Um, And I hope we can, you know, dig a little bit deeper into who Chilufia is. And um, also look at you as a boss lady, CEO, seated at, um, you know, at the realm of something that is almost like a revolution that's coming to light. And we're very excited. We're celebrating you. Uh, I'll try not to be biased. You're a woman that's making great strides, but I'll try not to be biased towards you and towards women. So um,
1: tell us about yourself, a little bit about who Chilofia is. I'm a family woman, um, an entrepreneur. I've been in the formal financial services for over 12 years now. I've worked in... um, Nonprofit institutions, I've worked in impact institutions, and I've worked in uh, one of the fastest uh, growing consumer lending companies. And it's based on my work experience and uh, working with customers, many of whom were women, uh, the youth, entrepreneurs, small business owners. I realized I could serve customers better by providing solutions, or building solutions that actually address customer problems. I love this because it really, you could see the impact rather than just going to work and you get back at the end of the day. I wasn't really feeling fulfilled, but what what made me uh, get fulfilled was when we served a customer and we heard stories about how they were growing, how -hmm. they were able to start building their house, how they were able to open up another shop, Mm -hmm. how they were able to take their son or their grandchild to college Mm -hmm. because of their business. Those kinds of stories are encouraging because they are relatable. Yes. Looking at the background where I come from, I come from a large family. Um, I was raised by a single parent and we lived in a household where we were many. We're not, it wasn't just your actual brother and yeah. sister, but How your many cousins. Were you? How many were you? We were a lot. <laughs> we were a lot. And <laughs> the bedrooms <laughs> were not just the bedrooms, but even the living yeah. room was a bedroom oh, at wow. night. And... Um, we grew up in a, fo- in a, in a household where um, my aunt who uh, raised me after my mom uh, died when I was only seven was a business owner from Soweto Market. Okay. Uh, my father was a business owner, had multiple businesses mm-hmm. and we saw how they struggled. We saw how they used to hustle and work really, really hard for us. And I believe when you have uh, platforms that help accelerate your business, you are able to have more opportunities. They invested in education and uh, worked really hard to give us a better life and to give us more opportunities to do better than they did. So their investment was education for us.
0: Perfect. I like that. I I like the fact that um, your parents knew what their niche was in terms of what matters most to them. Um, I, I like to believe every single person has a different niche. Uh, as to where they make their money placements. You find that other people are into real estate, other people are into uh, government security, other people are prone to stocks. But there are also certain people that are very driven uh, in relation to investing in themselves or their children. And I love that about your parents. So now now that we're talking about investments, do you remember your very first ever investment?
1: Yes, uh, my very first investment was 2,700 kwacha. Uh, my father gave me that as capital to start uh, a business. I used 700 kwacha to get a ticket from CR Carriers to South Africa. Oh, and wow. 2,000 kwacha was the capital to buy clothes. I was a student at Unza at the time. Okay. That was my first time traveling uh, outside Zambia. And... Um, It was an experience. He didn't even take me through or take me that side. I basically had to, he connected me to uh, relatives that were frequently traveling that side. So that was my first investment in my first business as a student. Why he did that is because he told me that he will not always be here and we needed to grow to be self-reliant. So he was trying to, I believe now that he was trying to build a culture where we also have an entrepreneurial mindset a business mindset as well as focusing on education yes
0: yes so it's almost like this very well balanced portfolio yes okay so now that you started from from your business uh this very small business that you've been recently introduced to what were some of the key lessons you learned from there that you've actually carried forward into the investment
1: placements that you make now um, the first thing uh, that happened was when I bought the clothes and I came back uh, to school and I sold to my friends. Uh, we used to get uh, bursaries like every, every month. And so people would pay when they get their BC. So what would happen is I received that cash and I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So my father told me you need to open a bank account. That yeah. was the first time I opened a bank account because you see, he said he advised you need to put that money somewhere. You cannot keep it in your room. So that you are able to track how much money you have made from the investment and reuse that money together with the money you've made on top of that and go back to South Africa because I'll not give you money Ah, to top up. I like that. So we're looking at capital returns
0: and separating that particular lump sum into reinvesting and also what you can put aside. Okay. So we do know that you are running a business. Yes. so. How did your investments play a
1: pivotal role in starting even your current business that you're running? Um, Because of the savings uh, culture in the family and also uh, looking at where we're coming from and the limited opportunities we had. um, I was fortunate to work experience uh, to get a well-paying job. I was a CEO for one of the fastest growing uh, fintechs, the first online Uh, Lending Fintech in Zambia. And uh, we were operating at a regional level. Um, What happened was you realize you have excess cash. Yes. Your employer is taking really good care of you. What happens to this investment cash? What happens to the money that you earn? What happens to your extra savings? It's one thing to save, but you don't generate revenue from that saving that is sitting in your bank account. Yes. So what we looked at was um, we, we started by buying land, So that we could look at possibly building. But then we were so busy uh, with work. And then um, we got advice from uh, the commercial bank. Uh, Basically, that was where we were holding our corporate accounts. And they advised, you know, you could qualify for a mortgage. You can qualify for a car loan. You can qualify for A, B, C, D. And they would come to your office and give you all these options. So we then decided to buy um, assets such as uh, a house. And then also we bought uh, a car. And then we also bought uh, land. So basically over time, we're buying fix, fixed assets. Yes. And then we're also savings, saving money in Forex. Mm-hmm. Uh, we opened a Forex account and saved some money. And we reached a point where when we started our entrepreneurship journey, we started with our own funds. okay, Because we had the buffer yes. in terms of cash. Mm-hmm. And the assets that we had bought helped us at the time when our business really needed the cash and we didn't have the liquidity. We ended up selling our assets to make them more liquid so that we could inject in our business and grow. So when we injected those funds in our business to grow, we were able to have traction, show that we could acquire customers and show that our business could scale. Because of the traction we had gained over time, we were able to attract international investors VC funds that gave us seed funding, and we were able to raise over $2.5 million. $2.5 million. Sorry. $2.5 million. Yes. And wow. we were able to raise, we registered in 2019, and we received the funding in 2020, in just wow. a year of operations. But, but we can see
0: that there's a trend there. It required you to have some form of capital base of your own yes. uh, before I can actually come in and give you my two point five million dollars. And I think that's something that we need to we, we need to highlight, especially for entrepreneurs. Like, do you have your own money to start this before I can trust you with mine? I remember one of um, angel investors I was listening to. I think some time back he was talking about how. Look, you're coming to me saying you've got a plan to put up 2,000 layers or 200,000 layers on a farm somewhere. But the question is, have you ever sold a tray of eggs? Can you tell me how the process was when you actually just took 10 trays of eggs to a supermarket? What was the lead time to pay you back? How did you transport them from where you were to the supermarket or to this prospective client? You know, if you can't tell it to me at a small scale, then how do you expect me to fund something bigger? And I think that's what most venture capitalists are looking for. Like, yes, have you tried and tested this? What is the feasibility of your business working out? And also, have you risked your own yes. money? Yes. Because then it, it, it's, it's something to, it, it's huge when you look at it from a point of where you had to liquidate your assets. Not only did you have to put in your liquid assets, which is your money, but you also had to liquidate some of your fixed assets. That means you believed in this yes. and you risked. That means I get the confidence to, mm-hmm. to then put in my own money. And that's a brilliant point for almost uh, anyone that's listening. Okay, so now that we're looking at uh, how you funded your, your own uh, business, for someone out there that feel they don't have enough to start investing now, what is your take on that or what's that, your advice to them?
1: I believe there isn't any amount of money that anyone would say is too little. Reason why is because if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, you have a product, you have a service, you have a solution. If it meets a pain point of any customer, there will be people willing to buy. So people will be willing to use their money for your product or your service. Mm -hmm. So what you need to invest in, even if you don't have the cash, there are always partnerships. You can collaborate with people who have the cash. You are the vision carrier. You are the technical expert. You are the business owner. You are the strategist. Partner with people. You cannot go at it alone. Yeah. For us, had we thought of this maybe way before we even bought our own house or bought a car, it would have been difficult. But at the end of the day, it took time. And we're able to get, acquire these things over time. And we didn't liquidate them at the start of the business. It was over time, when we realized we needed additional, because we couldn't get external people to come in. So you would find that in a, in a, even just a savings of 100 kwacha a month, a 500 kwacha per month, as long as you're able to show traction or proof of concept, where there are people who will be willing to buy, there'll be people who will be willing to support you. And support comes in many ways. We have accelerator hubs. We have um, uh, business entities that basically support uh, students with innovative ideas. These start from high school and tertiary education. Why don't you join these kinds of programs that are there We have the podcast that you have, Liapa, where people can listen into and learn. And these are free resources. The resources are there. It's important to invest in information, invest in education, the Mm. education that will give you informed decisions. Do you know that it's free to go to PAKRA to learn how you can register a business? It's free to go to any regulator to just understand the requirements. You don't have to pay for that information, but you can take and invest transport money to go there and make an inquiry and learn. Then you plan and you strategize. It's important to invest in strategic time. It's important to invest in information. And it's important to save up because at the point that you need it, that becomes an investment. It becomes an investment. Even just investing in registering an entity, it's an investment because over time, you will reap the rewards. You get that return on that investment that you had made. Even attending some masterclass or yeah. training sessions, yes. the amount you pay, it's an investment because the knowledge and the wealth you will get and the network you benefit from, that's the return on that investment because believe you me, that network you gain will help you one day in the future. That's my experience. Wow. Wow. I did tell you that Chilofia comes with the wealth of knowledge, but
0: I think even I didn't see it coming. And the one thing that I've just uh, picked from your earlier sentiments is investing in strategic time. I know we've heard this time and again, time and time and again. At first, you don't need financial help. You actually need first to look at what it is that you bring to the table. What are your solutions? Who is your target market? But I like to believe that most of us are rushing into getting our business started, that so we don't invest in strategic planning. and. That is powerful. And that's that's beyond anything because then I'm willing to risk my money because everything is risk. When we talk about investments, it's risk. I'm willing to risk my money to you as an angel investor or a venture capitalist. Why? Because I know that you've invested this time in strategic planning. You've, you've, You've looked at different outcomes. If my business were to go this route, this is the backup. Yes. Uh, attached to that. If my business were to go this route, this is um, uh, my my outcomes at the end of the day. So strategic planning for business owners is something that we should all implement. And I love that. And also networking. I think networking, it's, it's done for me, uh, so much for me that I can ever, ever yes. imagine. Yeah. Um, I've gained access to boardrooms I'll never walk into. And I think that's something that even you can allude to, especially as a business owner, you find that your, your your name is being mentioned in rooms you never gain access to. But because you have a sponsor, and I think I read this in Zengamelu's book saying, find sponsors because then they speak for you yes. in places you will never step into. And it creates that ripple effect yes. because there's so many people listening. So uh, creating a network of people that will... Hold you up is something that we should all get into. So question, what are some of the changes a person can make in their life to create margin for building investment, especially for for an entrepreneur that's
1: listening? Okay. Um, Based on my experience, I would say, look at your lifestyle. Personally, I had to adjust my lifestyle. I was coming from a company where I was a CEO. Yes. Well, well paid CEO. Yeah. I'm going to close was... you there. Adjusting your lifestyle. Yes. Look. <laughs> 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 that is painful. That is painful. It's a painful process, yes. believe me. Yeah. It's a painful process. But when you get through it, it's worth it. When you're going through the process, yes. it's painful. Yes. I've cried a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. You are coming from a gated community. Mm. Your children are in well private uh, international schools. yes, And then you now have to make all these adjustments yes. because there's this other new baby called mm-hmm. the business yes. that needs to add so much attention. Mm-hmm. It needs cash. It's like a car. It needs fuel all the time yes. because without the fuel, you can't move. But, but wh- what about it. society? What about society? And
0: I think that's that's what people are most scared about. The, perception. The, the, the perception. You, you, How are you moving your child from... Licks and then you're taking them to a neighborhood private school how are you moving from let's say driving to walking yes and you're moving into uh, a smaller two-bedroom apartment society and i think that's what we're all scared of we're scared of like you said perception you No, know, um you know they used to have a lot of money. Now they don't have a lot of money. Did mm-hmm. they make a bad deal, yes. a business deal? Or did they deplete their savings? Or were they just showing off and they didn't have money? Yes. All those things coming yes. your way. How did you take that?
1: I'm telling you, it's not just society out there. Even your own family members, mm-hmm. your own relatives, people you least expect to you know, behave in that manner it will be the same ones that do that. You know, Moving from where you are driving a car that you got from the showroom to buying a very small car secondhand from I'm, I'm not from some car dealer, but the point is when people see you from driving that kind of car yeah. to this kind of car, and they say, mm-hmm. oh, nah, Yes. They are finished. Yes. And then you know where they, they see now your children are, are walking to school mm-hmm. when previously they were not walking to school. There's mm-hmm. a driver that takes your kids to school. Yes. But at the end of the day, when you are really focused on what you're doing, you really believe in what you're doing. Believe me, it was not an easy decision to offset our assets. It's one thing to build a house you are proud of, but to sell it mm. because you want to make in another investment because you wonder, will it work? What if it doesn't work? Yes. What happens? And when you're trying to get advice from family and friends, the advice is don't. Don't, don't. do it. Why no. can't you do the business but continue working? Mm. Why can't you do both? And I think we hear that a lot. And this is what is happening. Our colleagues would rather be in formal employment and have the business on the side. But look at successful startups in Africa and outside Africa. Are you sure they were doing this part-time? Or they ventured into it full-time? They had to take the leap. They had to take the leap. It's a leap of faith. It's not easy. We got into debt. These things get to happen when you don't know how to manage your finances well Mm -hmm. and when you don't want to adjust your lifestyle. At the end of the day, if you can still feed your family, you still have clothes on your body. Yes. You still have a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. Believe you me, you're okay. The same people who will laugh at you when you are in your trying moments will be the same people who will be announcing you and saying, We knew these people. We yes. saw where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. Look, they will speak your story. Yes. So just trust the process. It's not easy. I will not lie. Some of us cried. <laughs> we went through pain. Yeah. But We really needed to go through it so that we value what we're doing now. We value how we allocate our resources now. Yes. Because we know the value of investing in networks, in time, and investing money that you earn in sustainable uh, platforms or investments in fixed assets or other forms Mm -hmm. that basically help you when you have a rainy day and focus on investing in the future of your children.
2: Hi, I'm Peter. I make money by investing in great opportunities. Now, come closer. I want to tell you a secret. Do you know that there are thousands of people applying for loans every month? Now I know you are asking if you could start giving out loans on your own using your hard-earned cash and make lots of profit. Wrong. You and I both know that that's not a smart move. Rather, you could invest through a peer-to-peer lending platform like Premier Credit. And instead of doing it yourself, Premier Credit will lend your money out for you to people they know can pay you back with interest. Now that's smart investing. With peer-to-peer lending from Premier Credit, you can invest for the future too, just like I do. Visit premiercredit.co.zm and start investing today. Investments start from as low as 500 quadra. Terms and conditions apply.
0: And I think we just got, we got schooled there. I think that's that's a powerful checklist right there. And the one thing that, um, because I keep picking out these gems from what what you're saying, especially from the fact that it's a personalized uh, story. It's something that you have experienced. It's something that you have been refined. Uh, One of my favorite scriptures is Job 2410, where it says, Lord, after you have tested me, I'll come forth as gold. So for me is, you you have been through it, um, other than you know where you're speaking from a book experience, but you have been through it. And the one thing that you are alluding to is the bad times will come, but also they will pass. So it's almost like just taking a plunge into reality. And I think that's that's something that we all try to run away from. You find that you're running away from your bank statements, you're running away from your from, from people that you're owing. You don't want to take a plunge into reality that this is my reality. This is my situation at this time. And my best decision is to hold my husband's hand or my partner's hand. And we have to sell off this house that we built with every intricate detail, uh, you know, attached to us. But we have to sell it. Why? Because we have a plan. And now it comes down to. What is your personalized plan? What is your personalized objective? And that's why your story is very different from my story. Why? Because yours was towards a plan, a properly aligned strategic uh, plan plan that you have invested so much time into that you know that the outcomes, the worst possible outcome is X and the best uh, possible outcome is Y. Premier credit. Yeah, premier credit. Yes. So we actually have seen the best possible outcome but it took you getting back into reality and saying, this is not going to work. It's not going to work if I keep living the same lifestyle. And I know we do talk to people about sometimes it, it goes as far as moving from a full bouquet to, uh, 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 on, on, your, on your DSTV or, your, um, or, or, or any of these uh, packages that you're paying for to getting down to something that maybe only your kids will enjoy. But it's not because uh, this will go on forever, but it's supposed to be for a season and you have an objective and a plan towards that. So I I really love that story that you've just told us. And also, maybe just to wind up, any advice to people out there looking for alternative investment options outside government paper and other mainstream investment vehicles? I know we've just uh, seen the launch of peer-to-peer lending. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Tell us more about
1: it. To start with, regarding uh, peer-to-peer lending, I believe it's a game changer. It's an innovation that is going to be disruptive. Reason why is because these are platforms that are connecting investors to borrowers and essentially to make lending affordable. Because you are able to get investment capital from the public, the general public, individuals, students, corporates, you are now able to use those funds to online lend to people who cannot access these funds from traditional lenders or commercial banks because of mar- various limitations. Mm-hmm. It could be lack of financial data. It could be lack of collateral. It could be not being able to be registered at PACRA for, you know, to be eligible, but traditional lenders have their own um, requirements and they also follow their own policies as well, that they have to abide by because they have investments. They have uh, funders also who guide them on how they can do this. So you will find that um, the innovation is basically going to help a lot of people access funds. Mm -hmm. Eventually, these will evolve into marketplaces where you have multiple loan originators who are financial institutions on one platform. Investors get to invest in these platforms and they're able to on lend Currently, what we have... We have development finance institutions. You have uh, large corporate VCs that do not lend to SMEs directly, but they have a mandate to say these funds have to go to startups, entrepreneurs, or VCs. Yes. Then they channel those funds to commercial banks. Right? Yes. So, But then there's also a gap between the commercial bank and the actual beneficiaries the of these funds. Yes. So where the peer-to-peer lending comes in, basically, it allows now for investors to directly connect with the financial institutions that are directly linked to the SMEs, to people who can't really access these funds. If you were to ask anyone to, to call or to say, how many of you are able to go into a bank and get an SME loan or get a business loan? Mm.
0: And criteria, how long will yeah, it yeah. take you yes.
1: to get that facility? But these platforms connect the actual person who wants to invest and support, and at the same time earn interest, earn revenue on that investment, Mm -hmm. then you have your business owner who's in need of financing but cannot get it immediately. If I have an order and then I have to deliver within 15 days or else I'll I'll lose this order. I go to the bank and it takes time. What's going to happen? I'll lose that business. Mm -hmm. I'll go to to a financial institution that will be able to give it within 72 hours or 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But what will happen is, what is the interest rate rate they are are going to charge me? At the end of the day, I want to maintain business with the person that has given me the order. So I'll be willing to take that uh, high interest loan Mm -hmm. just to continue the relationship. Yes. Knowing that I'm not going to make any money from it because the profit I will make is basically going to pay interest to the lender. So you'll find that people still get to struggle because even if they've had that business, their business is not going up. It's not going because up. Because yeah. the money that you are making is not being reinvested in the business. It's going to pay lenders. Mm-hmm. But then if you think about it, the lenders are not just high because they just want to be. Mm-hmm. They also get loans from traditional banks yes. and other lenders at high rates. Yes. So if the bank is going to offer something at 40% per annum, yes. how much am I going to only lend that amount of money? Hmm. So you have these international, international VCs who come with rates even lower than 5% yes. per annum. 2%, percent So 1%, why yeah. can't those funds be cheaper to the SMEs yes. and be more accessible? You have credit guarantees that are in place mm-hmm. in an in eventuality of default because yes. these things do happen. Yes. So why can't we have credit guarantees or covers for these kinds of facilities? So mm-hmm. that is why the peer to peer platform is disruptive Because it changes the status quo. It challenges the banks. Mm. It challenges the traditional uh, lenders. But it connects investors to the borrowers. But the beauty about connecting to borrowers is because when you empower a business owner, Mm -hmm. you're not just empowering a business. Yes. Remember, that business owner will hire employees when their business grows so it's a you are creating perfect. employment yes, yes. Mm. those that business owner has a family mm-hmm. the employees have families yes. when general money is moving mm. it means you are creating more opportunities yes. for job creation education mm. and mm. good health because if i'm making money i can afford to go to a hospital mm. i can afford to buy the necessary nutritional foods that are required you have less people having malnutrition in hospitals because malnutrition is lack of good diet But how many people can afford a good, balanced diet? People can afford to buy vegetables, but they also need proteins. They also need the starch. At the end of the day, where am I going to get that money? The money needs to flow. Just a proper livelihood. The money needs to flow. Mm. And it needs to reach to the end user. Yes. Yes. Wow. Now that is a revolution awaiting.
0: And what are your... And sentiments in relation to what it is that if you were to summarise your story, summarise what you're trying to do as Premier Credit and you sit it at the helm of Premier Credit, how would you summarise this in a minute or two?
1: We are building a challenger bank for SMEs in Africa. We are going to be the N26 for Africa. N26 is a European challenger bank that basically offers ease of convenience inclusive to anyone to access financial services very easily. Mm. I believe if we're going to grow a private sector driven economy, people need to be empowered. Mm. You should know that less than 2% of women-owned businesses all over the world are funded. Less than 2% all over the world. But believe you me, research has shown that women-led businesses are more successful than male-only businesses. So at the end of the day, the likelihood of you funding that business, the likelihood of it succeeding is higher. It's quite high, yes. So at Premier Credit, what we are doing is creating opportunities, one household at a time, Mm -hmm. because we believe in the ripple effect. We believe that when we empower a household... We empower a business. We empower an individual Mm -hmm. through financial services, access to basic financial services, not just loans, Mm -hmm. not just investments, not just savings, not just insurance, all financial services. Because in as much as I want to save money, Mm -hmm. I should also learn to invest. But I need information to make a smart investment. I also need insurance. For example, when we got our first house, we advised, won't you need insurance? I said, insurance for what, what is the likelihood of my house burning, burning down? down? Mm. Like I really see these things. Yes. But the point is, these things are important. It's protection. It's protection. Mm. From unforeseen circumstances. Yeah. It's important. So we need to invest. We need to cover ourselves with insurance. Yes. We need to save. And we also need cheaper access to capital to grow our business. Or in addition to working, you are also in formal employment, become Mm -hmm. an investor. Yes. Even if you don't want to start your own business, become an investor. Yes. There are so many platforms that provide financial literacy. Your platform will will advise people on various options, especially risk. Yes. We need to learn how to understand risk, how Mm -hmm. to define risk, and what develop our own risk appetite. Yes. What do I want to risk in? For example, Mm -hmm. I can choose to build a house. And yes. put it on rent, or I can choose to buy a bus mm-hmm. and put it on the road. Yes, the return on my investment on the bus will be higher, yes. and I'll make my money fast. Yes, than if I collect rentals. But mm-hmm. the house is a more of a low risk because yes. the likelihood of my house being in an accident or being burned down is much much lower. It's much lower, yes. But with a bus, it's different. And with a bus, there are mechanical problems. Mm-hmm. You need someone to fix this. It yes. always requires fuel. With a house, do you need fuel? No. So it's almost like just choosing on where you fall on the risk scale. Where you are comfortable, yes. depending on your resources. Yes. Depending on the finances you have. Mm-hmm. If the, if 500 quarter is all you have, yes. I would advise go for something low risk yes. so that you build yes. on that. You understand how it works, see mm-hmm. the returns, and then increase your exposure when you are comfortable. You need to be comfortable. Yes. Yes. I think that's powerful. That that's That's very powerful,
0: especially for investor-beginners. You need to understand that when you don't understand how investments work, you can't expose your 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 money to too much risk. And I've seen the argument go back and forth about where should I put my money. Is fifty percent return on my investment or is one hundred and fifty percent return on my investment better than fifteen percent? None of them are a bad option, but the question is, can you stomach? the 150% loss as compared to the 150% gain because that's the relationship between risk and return. You should be willing to lose as much as you're willing to gain. But before you understand the dynamics around risk and return, you're better off getting into something that you feel you're comfortable with. Whether you are a high risk taker or a risk averse individual, just choose where you fall on the risk scale. And Premier Credit peer-to-peer lending has that option where you can actually choose uh, how much risk you're willing to take up depending on which loans or where you want to place your investment, correct?
1: Yes. And um, in addition to the various risk options, uh, the low risk option, medium risk and high risk, we offer a buyback guarantee. Okay. So that as Premier Credit, we take up the credit risk. We don't fall that on the investor. Because we provide on that platform pre vetted loans, using our platform and using our uh, all other underwriting uh, rules that we take with machine learning. So what we do is take up the credit risk because we are a financial institution. We yes. are used to taking up that risk. Yes. So what we want the investor to benefit from is taking the risk to invest on our platform, but those pre vetted loans have credit life insurance. In an event the borrower to pass on. You will not lose your investment. In addition to that, in an event of default, we will pay you back the total principal you would have invested and the interest that you would have accrued up to that period of default. And our investments start as low as 500 kwacha. As low as 500 kwacha. We have made it very inclusive for everyone by developing a USSD application. What that means is that you just have to dial star 559 hash and you can become an investor within seconds. So I don't need a smartphone. You don't need a smartphone. You don't need internet from any location, even to the last mile. Anyone can become an investor. But it's important to understand it before you use it. So read the fine print. Read what you're about to get in. Into And I like the fact
0: that it's coming from Premier Credit or Chilufia from Premier Credit themselves. They're saying, read through the fine print and understand what it is that you're about to get yourself into so that you don't lose any sleep when you place make your money placement. Another thing she has mentioned is you don't need millions of kwacha to get started. With your 500 kwacha, you can get started and, you know, get oh, yourself the the badge of becoming an investor. And that's what we all want everyone to become
1: an investor. So, with your 500 kocha, congratulations. Yes, you're an investor. <laughs> just like that, within minutes. Within and minutes. you are using your money to empower another, another person. person. Wow. Yes. Now that is fulfillment. That's now flow of money. Mm. We are creating the flow of money. Yes. yes. Imagine
0: I'm sitting in my office as an employed person and I put aside a 2,000 kwacha and someone's business out there is benefiting from my 2,000 kwacha, but it's not also for free because then I'm also earning interest on my yes. investment. Yes. And now that is how you change the world. Yes. So thank impact. You. impact. Impact with impact. purpose. Yes. Yes. Chilufia. Thank you for changing the world and also thank you for coming on my wealth podcast. We appreciate you and the gems that you have been dropping. My takeaway, strategic thinking, strategic thinking before you delve into whatever business that it is that you want to get started and also adjusting your lifestyle as and when it is cardinal and setting some objectives And one thing she did highlight is her parents invested highly in their education. So we have seen a go-getter, but at the same time, we've seen someone who makes strategic decisions. So thank you so much, Chilufia. And I'm
1: sure we'll be having you back. Thank you so much. I look forward to coming back on the podcast. On
0: today's segment of Market Highlights, we'll be looking at a stock called Africa Explosives that has the tag AECI on the Lusaka Securities Exchange. AECI closed its trading date on Monday, June 27th at an all-high 42 kwacha per share on the Lusaka Securities Exchange, recording a 6.1 gain over its previous closing price of 39 So, Africa Explosives began the year with a share price of 29.38 kwacha and has since gained 43% on that price valuation, ranking it the second on the Lusaka Securities Exchange in terms of yet to date performance. Shareholders can be optimistic knowing that the stock accrued 14% over the past four-week period, making it the third best on the Lusay. Now, Africa Explosive Mining Explosives is listed on the Luce under mining explosives and is traded under the symbol AECI. Question of the day on my world podcast is how long has the Luce been in existence? How long has the Luce, which is the Lusaka Securities Exchange of Zambia, been in existence? So you find the question of the day on the My Wealth Podcast Facebook page and you can leave us a comment with what you feel the answer is. This has been the My Wealth Podcast with myself, Lea Pambewe. Don't forget to subscribe on either Google Podcasts or your favorite podcast directory. Join us next time for more insights and in-depth conversations with yet another amazing guest. See you then. Bye.